0: Welcome one, welcome all to this very special episode of the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how all the Fords got beat by snails, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to episode one hundred and eighty seven uh, i have a good buddy who is not here with me today and after a hundred and eighty seven episodes i think this is the first one that we're going to be doing this way jimmy jet live on the phone jimmy how are you
1: i'm doing good tyler thanks i'm just uh i'm kicking it over here in uh Salt Lake City area. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. We'll get into
0: that in a little bit here. Why you're Why you're still in Utah, but <laughs> while I'm over here in California. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, how's the weather over there?
1: Um, it's chilly. Um, it's been like in the 50s or so. Okay. Um, maybe getting a little higher to this morning, there was a slight chance of rain, but I don't think it rained. Mm. Um, but, uh, it's definitely, uh, different than California because California I, I've been hearing is quite hot.
0: It wasn't too bad. Um, I was in shorts yesterday, but it didn't feel like 89, 90 degrees. It felt like, you know, 80, low eighties. Um, it was very, nice. super nice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yep. It's that nice weather for that. The good, the good weather tax we get here in California. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, so cool. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, you know how why you're getting to experience that weather and some other stuff you got to do which I'm kind of just a mm-hmm. tiny tiny bit jealous about but um first we have this is episode 187 I believe we said can you believe that we've been able to do 186 episodes without doing one remotely
1: yeah i think that's pretty incredible mm-hmm. i was uh talking to somebody last night about that Mm. And, um, I was trying to think if, I don't even think during the like major quarantine times did we separated ourselves.
0: Yeah. I don't think so either. We essentially just made each other part of our, what was that? The, the personal bubble people, our, I don't our know. Our bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I do, I think this is like, I mean, we've recorded individually without each other, but this is the first time that we're doing a podcast away from each other but it's the same
0: one yeah how do you feel about that do you feel like there's a part of your soul missing right now
1: no, no but it oh. is different
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it is different i'm gonna i've got a it's, i am i have got ai do not know it's similar to me it just kind of feels like i'm talking to my computer screen um because uh, our fancy christmas tree board has a bluetooth pairing thing on it so we're literally just talking through a through, through the cell phones <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking at anything. I'm looking at a closet.
0: You're looking at a closet. Is there a monster going to pop out yeah. at you at some point?
1: I hope not. If you hear me scream or something, then maybe.
0: <laughs> what have you been doing? Have you been creating havoc? Is there. Hmm? Is yeah. that what you doing? Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no, but I do have to warn the listener that Tyler is in charge in charge of the Christmas tree board right now.
2: So.
0: Yeah, there may or may not be a lot of interruptions um, on the board because Jimmy's been fired. You're fired. So, uh, yeah, well, so we have uh, let's before we get into why you're over in Utah, um, we have, you know, this month is a giveaway going on. Um, What's that giveaway Mm -hmm. that we're doing this month?
1: Yeah, I heard you, uh, um, talk about it in the, the previous episode, and I think you actually kind of messed it up a little bit. So let me clarify what's going on. Oh, okay. Um, we're giving away the 90 tooth ratchet sets to, or a 90 tooth ratchet set, but you have your choice of choosing a 14 piece, um, metric or, or excuse me, a 14 piece standard or 16 piece metric. You said they're the reversible kind that has the little switch on them, which they don't. They're oh. just uh, the normal combo riches
0: gotcha i thought they were the reversible ones okay <clears throat> cool
1: yeah no um i do have those and i mean i mean we could have that as an option too because there is a 16 piece one if and we wanted
0: later on we'll yeah. save make keep that yeah. one for later make people wait around and get on the edge of their seats for that one <laughs>
1: Sounds good. Um, plus we really want to promote the ninety tooths because those are the new bells and whistles that, uh, Deer wrench is coming out with, mm-hmm. um, um, which have like a four degree arc. So it's like every four degrees you're going to get a click, which is crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we were talking a little bit about it, um, on, uh, well, which episode was, I don't remember now, but, um, we, <laughs> we needed that little four degree arc when we were replacing a belt or tightening your belts on Bobcat
1: yeah,
0: it yeah, is. we did. <laughs> I think we were, we were going like 10 degrees, 10 to 15 degrees, and before getting a click, and I was like, I can barely get one click on this stupid ratchet before <laughs> having to go through.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that sucked. But Bobcat's belt didn't squeak anymore, so that's good.
0: That is true. It did not squeak anymore. Um, so,
2: yeah.
1: I also didn't break the other belt. Which which one's that? The power steering belt? I didn't break that one, um, mm-hmm. which had two cracks in it. So I'll have to fix that when I get home.
0: Yeah. Or just, you know, carry around a spare belt until it does break. Once you lose power steering, you know I what have. the problem is.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have the belt. I have spare belts in my little tote.
0: So. Oh, there you go. So you're fine.
1: Yeah. Not that a way. Professional breaker downer. There you
0: go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so why are we doing that giveaway? Why are we doing the choice of the wrenches this month on the giveaway?
1: Yeah, uh, we're do- doing the gear wrench giveaway because we um, threw up a few different items of gear wrench products on the snail trail 4x4 website. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in getting some gear wrench supplies, we have a limited supply or we have a limited amount of items currently, but we are looking to expand uh, what we're going to be able to be carrying. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully we can get um, some items for you guys. If we don't have it, uh, we'll, we'll just have to contact Gear inch Corey and see what we can arrange. But uh, we do have the 90 Um, ratchet wrenches uh, box end style combos I think are those the combo wrenches Mm -hmm. and then we have the ratcheting um, or the ratchets that are 90 tooth and then we've got let's see we've got the 16 piece metric reversible combo wrenches and then we have 170 piece uh, set which is a crescent actually but it's It's a really cool set because I carry it, um, in Charlotte and I carry it, uh, in a few other rigs as well, Mm -hmm. which is a very good universal kit to have. We also have, I think it's like the 235 piece and the 243 piece, Mm -hmm. um, combo like sets. They have the ratcheting wrenches, they've got screwdrivers, they've got all kinds of sockets, um. Um pretty much kind of everything you need, so if you're looking to kind of get a um, well rounded set, one of these would be an excellent purchase
2: high five.
1: <laughs> hell yeah, high five is that, bro is that good enough?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so essentially, there's a a couple of really, really nice sets um that are like a complete kit for um, whatever you're looking to do uh, up on the Snail Trail 4x4 website. So go check those out.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and we'll be adding to that. Shoot us an email if, or, you know, Instagram or however you guys want to get in contact with us, bat signals, uh, smoke signals. We're really great at smoke signals, especially Jimmy. So uh, shoot us some, some smoke signals and let us know if there's other uh, gear wrench tools or crescent tools or anything that you guys are looking for um, and we'll see if we can add it to the website and make it available for everybody. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, cool. Uh, also, this mm-hmm. month, we have um, the Patreon gift box tier still open. We
0: do have that still open. We've had a few more people move up, which was pretty cool to see. Um, and also kind of stressful now that we have to put together more of these boxes.
2: <laughs> right.
0: But it's funny. We always talk about yeah. Oh my God. We got to do all this new work now. And then once we release the boxes, it's a lot of fun to see everybody's reactions and um, have them go out the door. But like getting them to that point of getting them out the door, I'm just like, Oh my God, what did we do? What did we do?
1: Yeah. Why are we putting ourselves in this situation?
2: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, maybe we should say that the the last item came in, but I'm not home to get it. Oh. Um, so as soon as I get back I'll I'll start be creating those boxes and I'll have them out probably sometime next week
2: nice all systems go
0: perfect um, <laughs> oh man this is going to get old pretty quick I think <laughs> but I'm going to have a lot of fun with it so
2: there you go
1: perfect <laughs> at least one of us is
0: there we go man, (laughs) (laughs) it's payback for the fun you got to have last night with your date. Um, Yeah. So, uh, uh, cool. Let's, uh, talk a little bit about, I think that uh, does it for all the updates, right?
1: Um, sure. Okay. (laughs) How, How many reviews do we have?
0: Oh man. I didn't even pull those up beforehand. Uh,
2: all right, we we'll have do it next
0: episode yeah we'll do it on the next episode uh we have another fun interview coming up for you guys uh for monday which um has some really interesting stories so well well i think it'll be a lot of fun it was fun while, while we were recording it so that usually uh, yeah. turns out good for people but um we'll let you guys be the judges so that'll come out Monday and we'll also have a few more reviews to read for you guys on Monday and next Thursday. And then we'll be coming to the end of the month where the gift box tier is going to be shut down. And, uh, you guys are going to have very little time left to enter for the giveaway tier, uh, for, uh, those wrench sets, the combination ratcheting wrench sets of the 90 tooths. So make sure you're in on those to go check out patreoncom slash 4 forks for, all the goodies you can get over there, including the treasure hunt, um, access to the Facebook page where there's been some (laughs) funny, some funny threads going on right now. Uh, some really cool builds that people are working on right now, um, over there, some of the listeners. So definitely, uh, if you're interested in checking that out, then come on over and check it out.
1: Sounds good. Cool. So shall we, uh, where do we want to start with, uh, this episode?
0: Oh my God. Where do we want to start? There's a lot to get through. (laughs) I know. Uh, well, I guess the last Thursday's episode we left off where, uh, we had just kind of hung out at registration all day, checked out all the vehicles, got through tech inspection, you know, had a fun interview with Matt far, which was released on Monday. Um, and, uh, The next thing coming up was we had a nice, uh, I don't want to say an early start, relatively good start to Thursday. And then it all went downhill from there, Mm -hmm. literally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, just even the start of Thursday was tough. I mean, the situation of where they said to meet yeah, and, uh, you know, how to the GPS coordinates that they put on there and the directions were a little wonky with the address you know and so we were in a way we were late to even meeting the group that was going out on hell's revenge which was our first trail
0: yeah um which is funny because we're like yeah we'll get a nice early start we'll get there you know 20 30 minutes to spare so we can hang out and talk with people and turns out we used that 20 to 30 minutes to uh, figure out where the hell we're supposed to go in the first place (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought it was interesting. The the meetup instructions said to go to this GPS coordinates and the GPS coordinates were in decimal degrees and uh, you can't put decimal degrees into Google Maps. <laughs> so it's like if you have a GPS thing, uh, mapping software of some kind, um, really it's like g- decimal degrees is what really only works on like older style GPS devices. So, yeah. um, I thought it I was, we were like, well, that's not helpful. And then, um, no, nope. <laughs> they gave us, you know, driving directions, go down to this corner, look at this bush and take a right and go down quarter of a mile. And then you'll see a guy in a yellow poncho. He'll wave you down this back alleyway and get over to this spot. And I'm like, well, that's not helpful. <laughs> I have no clue where the, where the yellow poncho guy is. So, um, And then uh, I was like, why can't they just put an address for the meeting place or uh, GPS coordinates that are universal? (laughs) It's like everybody has maps on their cell phones, um, so you can just plug that in. And there's plenty of cell reception there in town for every carrier. Um, So I don't know why they just couldn't put on uh, map uh, like Google Maps or Apple Maps, whatever um, coordinates, which are regular i don't know what the cartesian i don't know if it'd be cartesian coordinates but no that's correct that's incorrect i don't remember what they'd be called the other one that's not decimal degrees and so uh that was interesting to figure out and get there and then we kind of held up the group and got all these looks because we're the the solid axle guys that are holding up the show with (laughs) these beat up raisin rigs and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a, uh, we, mm-hmm. we, we got a lot of, uh, I don't want to say angsty looks from the, the trip leader, but, um, he was not happy with us at the start of no, the road. <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> yeah. And then we had issues with my dad's bead locks. Um, we yeah. went to air down his tires and he just put on those new, uh, the mile Patagonia, the 40 inch flavor. And he has inner bead locks. He has those Stone inner bead locks, and apparently the shop uh, pressurized his inner beadlocks too much. So when it, we were trying to dump air out of his tires, the beadlocks were actually covering the valves, the inside of the valve stem for his tires. And we could not get air to come out of his valve stems.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause the, uh- the internal beadlock was covering the hole where the valve stem would let the air out. Mm -hmm. So we had to, we had to lose, release air out of his internal beadlocks until air was coming out of the valve stem. It Mm -hmm. was crazy. I remember I was airing down a tire because at this point I had already finished a Bobcat airing down and I went over to help out your dad. And it was like, I would deflate the internal beadlock until it started putting air out and then I'd let it, let the air come out of the tire and then I'd have to go back and let more air out of the internal bead lock. And I had to do that two or three times until we got him down to the air pressure. He wanted to be at
0: Jeez, (laughs) Yeah. I never thought about that being an issue with internal bead locks, but, um, yeah, (laughs) there's a, there's a, there's an issue with an internal bead locks, but as long as you set it up correctly and, and that's always the story with internal bead locks, right? They're just a pain in the ass to set up. But once you have them set up properly, they're great. Um, So that's part of the setup process for everybody out there. If you decide to run internal beadlocks, make sure that you're going to have to go and figure out what pressure you have those internal beadlocks at or what they need to be at in order to correctly inflate and deflate your tires. So,
1: yeah, which is sort of interesting because at some point the tire will air down and then the valve stem seems to be interfering with the, uh, you know, the, outlet of air mm-hmm. so i wonder if you could use the internal beadlock as sort of an air down stopper like oh, you can just leave the valve the you know the valve core out
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it would air down until the internal beadlock covered
0: it yeah uh probably i'm sure you could
1: because um. <laughs> that's sort of the problem we were having
0: yeah yeah i guess you could so, yeah, you just have to pay attention because it didn't fully 100% stop the flow, but like it no, it stopped the flow like 95% of the way whenever yeah. it got down to that point. Um, so, yeah, I guess if you wanted to fuss around with it and figure out what that point is, um, then you could do that for sure
1: it be a balancing act and a mm-hmm. temperature balancing act out, okay. like the temperature outside would uh-huh. interfere with that.
0: And elevation too. Cause that's kind of the issue with those, sure. those screw on automatic deflators from Ston that you just put on and they dump air mm-hmm. out of your valve stems to a certain point. They're really finicky based on, uh, uh temperature and elevation as well. So, um, you almost end right. up having to have like eight of those things set at different <laughs> set for different situations.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But you don't have to do that cool. if you have a so, more No, so. that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, you and I had we had no problems airing down.
0: Yeah, we also don't have internal bead locks, so. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, it was no. It was a it was a bad start to the day, um, and then as we kind of got going, um, I thought it was pretty interesting because I have never wielded Moab before, and so you have, and hearing about the difference of tire traction on the, the rocks and experiencing that difference is two totally different things. Um, absolutely. There was a, there was a few climbs that were kind of like little bonus climbs, uh, as you're heading into hell's revenge from the BLM land side there at the gate, the entrance there. And, um, it was really interesting because you were like, yeah, just go up that part there. And uh, obviously you can see that people have gone up at a lot. There's tire marks on it. And mm-hmm. um, from watching videos and hearing about Moab, I'm like, yeah, I should be able to, but then I, you know, I'm looking at, it and I'm like, if I tried this on granite, there's no way in hell I'm getting up this. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: it's just slippery on granite Mm -hmm. compared to the sandpaper we were trying to climb Mm -hmm.
0: and so yeah there was a a one ledge you were like you should go do that because an fj 80 went up and did it uh and i was like yeah cool i'll go do that i've got no problem at least trying it so i went up there Mm -hmm. and it just went up super easy. And it's like, it's a ledge that's, I don't know, three, four foot taller than like, um, the wind point five 0.5 on dice that, <laughs> that everybody struggles to get up. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it was really interesting experiencing that difference in the traction from hearing about it. So,
1: yeah, obviously it's, it's, amazing it's one thing to feel it it's an or i mean it's one thing to talk about it. it's another thing to feel it is what i meant
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and it's i'm glad that you that's what she said by the way you know
2: <laughs>
1: i'm glad that you were able to actually i'm glad that we were able to do this trip and you know and i'm i'm super excited to hear how you saw what the you know how the trails worked and you know what you thought of Moab compared to you know the places that we normally wheel Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I think is going to be fun to hear about um, on your stories for the next hour or so
0: yeah (laughs) yeah Um, yeah I definitely have an opinion on the whole area so far based on the the trails that I've done and um, a lot of the obstacles I saw while we were out there so but uh, Hell's Revenge was uh, an interesting day because it rained on us almost all day.
1: Yeah. Well, it didn't rain on us when we were airing down, but pretty much as soon as we started driving away, um, or like just climbed over that first, like mini lion's back obstacle, Mm -hmm. it started sprinkling and then it really started coming down and raining. Um, Mm -hmm. as we got a little deeper into the trail. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we ended up showing up at the the Hell's Gate area, um, the little parking area at the top of it, Uh, and it just started, it was dumping on us when we showed up, and I kept trying to park up on my dad's tire, and it was so muddy that I couldn't maintain traction on the ground to keep me up on his tire. Every time I got up there, the truck would just slide (laughs) in the mud and I would fall off his tire. Yep. Um, but it was funny the, just the, the reactions people were, were having from me trying to do that. I tried like, I think four times before I was like, you know, what, screw it. We're just going to sit here and have lunch. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, it, it rained on us for a good half an hour, 40 minutes while we were sitting there and, you, me, and the secretary went and went for a little hike to check out some of the views on the, the back side of the parking lot um, down looking into the, the river canyon down there.
1: Yeah. Um, and, yeah. That, and by parking and, lot, he means where we were parked for lunch. Yeah, back yeah, exactly. By Healthgate.
0: Yeah, there's like a big dirt parking area, I guess, staging area for people. So. Um, that's where we were hanging out for during lunch or we waiting for the rain to subside. But that view was amazing. Um, being up yeah. there and just getting to overlook this river Canyon up there. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We got, um, the last time I was there, we actually drove out that direction and were able to hike out to the sort of the ledge. Mm-hmm. And we were, um, you overlook, um, I can't remember what highway that is, but we overlook a highway that's driving along the, like the edge of the cliff and then the Colorado river is flowing down in the middle of this Canyon. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's absolutely breathtaking. It's a really cool view. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all, a lot of the scenery out there and, um, Moab is absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, that was one thing that I really, it just reminded me of, uh, being up on the Rubicon up uh, past uh, Arnold's Rock where the outhouse is up on the slabs there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Kind of right where the entrance to Old Sluice is. And you just kind of overlook the whole granite canyon valley below you. Uh, it reminded me of that, but just a different type of look with the, the Colorado River and all that red rock everywhere. Um, but Absolutely. the feeling you get was very similar. It was just really cool.
1: Yeah. It was, it was fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so while we were out hiking around the rain, actually it, it settled down. It stopped. for the most part, it stopped for mm-hmm. quite a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, uh, so nobody else in the group was going to go do uh Hell's gate, but Tyler and I were like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll go play. <laughs> <All right>. Um, <laughs> and so Tyler went, led the charge down. I, I helped guide him down, um, to the bottom. So it kind of, get an idea of how it works is you to get to hell gate, you have to drive down this really kind of steep ledge in some off camber section. And then there's like a little opening down at the bottom that has sand. And yeah. then you pretty much you almost do a little, you know, a big U-turn and then you kind of come up just another little angle on the other side. And that gets you kind of almost back up to where you were in a way. Yeah. Um, so it's a sort of loop, a short little loop that uh, brings you around. Mm -hmm. So I took, uh, helped guide Tyler down and then I jumped into Bobcat and I drove down um, and met him. And then I think I ran up to the top. I set some cameras. Oh, there was a few Jeeps in the way that -hmm. that we were waiting for. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those Jeeps, uh, was it the one right in front of you or was it two in front of you?
0: It was two in front of me.
1: Two in front of you. One of those jeeps on its way up uh, flopped on its driver's side mm-hmm. in the middle of uh, in the middle of the obstacle in the middle Hell's Gate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you know, we kind of saw what happened, saw how they righted it, it, figured that out. You know, uh, they figured it out as this like Jeep Club or a Jeep tour or something mm-hmm. um, that was going. So
0: yeah, it was um, it was then, interesting and, because as I was coming down the, the, the side that never really gets attention, right? Um, the side Mm -hmm. that gets all the attention of hell's gate is the, the other side, the one that we were trying to come up. But as I was going down the first side to get down to the little U-turn area, um, I was sliding, I was in low, low gear and still sliding down 10, 15 feet at a time. (laughs) Some of those drops really? Yeah. And so I was like, Oh man, this is going to be interesting trying to come up hell's gate. Um, once I'm down here, um, uh, because everything's wet cause it just finished raining. Um, yeah. And, and so it was, it was, uh, I was, I was a little concerned when we got to the bottom, but I was like, well, we have a couple of rigs in front of me. now. as I was watching them go up, I was like, okay, I shouldn't have too many issues. Um, it seems like traction is just fine. It seems like the only real wet, real wet part of hell's gate is down in the crack in the center of it. Right. um, So the walls are relatively dry, I thought. Um, So I should be able to kind of straddle and keep my tires where I need them to be as we're going up. Uh, And then that Jeep, two in front of me flopped over on its driver's side and um, they got him righted back up and uh, back down. And then he went up it and had no issues after that. Um, And then another guy went in front of me. He had no issues. And then it was my turn.
1: Yeah. And by that time, I set the cameras up, and I was up at the top. And the people leading our trail um, told us that they're not allowed to guide. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to tell hints. They're not allowed to suggest anything.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's against the rules and in, of insurance for the for the um, for the event. You know, and I was like, okay, well, I've done it before, and <laughs> I know Tyler's rig's capabilities. I'll give it a shot. You know, yeah. I'll help Tyler up. Yeah, which Which, is a real um, bummer
0: because like those are the experience. I mean, there's a reason why those guys are the guides (laughs) for the trip because they know the area, they know the trails, they're there very often Um, and for their insurance to tell them that they can't help spot people, in my opinion, that's a bigger liability than than not spotting mm-hmm. rather than then spotting and helping people. Like if you're in charge of a trip and, um, and you're not allowed to spot people and then things go bad, like, aren't you responsible for things going bad at that point? I don't know. I don't, that's a yeah. weird, it's a weird situation that I don't understand insurance sometimes. So yeah, uh,
1: maybe there's some fine points in the, in the this thing that we had to sign at the beginning of the trail.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was the thing that nobody reads and just puts their name on. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, sign initial and date. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So, uh, I started going yeah, up so. and, uh, it was not going too bad until we got to the first little, I guess, ledge spot halfway up the, up hell's gate. Um, and, mm-hmm. I just couldn't keep my tires up on the wall. They did not want to stick and stay on the wall. Every time we kind of got them there, um, they wouldn't stay and we just slide right back down into the crack. Um, every, and um, so I don't know what were you seeing yeah, from your vantage right. point when you were up there? Cause I know in the car, I always felt like my front tires we're relatively in the right spot, but I felt like we could never really get the rear end into the right spot except for Ex- once. Exactly. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, that's it. That was pretty much exactly it. Um, for some, either one, I couldn't get your tire in the right spot or two. It was moving out of the way, you know, when it was trying to get up the hill, mm-hmm. um, but I was trying to get your rear tire up on this little like sort of hump. Mm-hmm. And, um, and no matter, like, I would have you reverse like halfway down the hill to try it again. And we'd start having you come up and it would just wouldn't, like, that rear tire would not get up where it needed to be and it would slide down and we'd have to reverse. And we, you know, um, in hindsight, we probably should have had you reverse like almost all the way down the mountain, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when yeah. in one of these situations just to completely start over and realign you, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it was, there was, I mean, there was a lack of knowledge of the perfect line on my part. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was the wetness factor that was going on, mm-hmm. you know, that was giving us a struggle because dude, the tires just weren't gripping as well as they should have been. Yeah. Um, which we, know,
0: found out, we found out, we found out later from one of the the trail guides, uh, Greg, who was phenomenal throughout the day. We'll get to him in a little bit. Um, that I just do not do well in Moab. <laughs> they do not get good traction at yeah. all in Moab. And I can attest to that. There was a lot of times throughout the day where I was like, I feel like I should be getting better traction than this considering, you know, it being Moab and sandpaper. Yeah. Traction's better than granite, but I don't feel like I'm sticking like you see everybody else sticking to the rock throughout the day. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and I was, I was looking at your tires later. Um, you know, and I know that you love the balloon status of your tires, Mm -hmm. you know, but they're, and they're not square. They, they don't have, a a lot of sidewall grip on those tires. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're fairly Mm -hmm. smooth. And so while we were having you turn into the wall, so you can try to slide or, I mean, climb up the mountain, you were sliding, you're just slipping. It wasn't Mm -hmm. gripping. Yeah, it wasn't. I think there was a lot of that
0: there too. Yeah. IROCs, they just don't have that, that square structure to them. So there's no way for the tire to really bite into wall or, or rock. If you're trying to climb sideways into a wall, um, and stay there. Mm-hmm. They're very rounded tires, which, um, typically not what you want if you're trying to climb walls <laughs> on the side of your tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of, I mean, we had a few things against us and, and me not knowing the exact line of where you needed to be, I think just kind of hurt us. So, so what happened? I said, okay. Let's realign. That? <laughs> yeah. that's I was going. So I said, let's realign, you know, let's go back down, reverse back. Let's get you that, you know, in a situation where we can try to put you up a higher on the wall. Mm-hmm. And, um, as you were going back, you flopped.
0: Mm hmm. Oopsie doopsie.
1: <laughs> and I love the way that you kind of described it. Cause there's a few times that we got you, like you were like, you were close to getting up and over that Ridge,
2: uh-huh.
1: but you were like, your tire was like four feet in the air,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know? And, you know, and we're like, okay, relax for a second. Like the car would drop. And that's when you noticed that it was, you know, um, pretty far down. Yeah. And so, uh, or I mean your tire was pretty high up. Yeah. So what, um, so when you were reversing, you know, you started to roll slowly and then you're kind of, I think you you said it really well. Why don't you take it from here?
0: Um, well I was, I noticed that it it had happened. we had gotten into that almost same spot. Uh, two or three times before, you know, we'd trying to get up that ledge and as I'm trying to climb, uh, my back tire just would not stay up on the wall and it would slide back down into the middle of the crack, which would you know, almost tip me over. And so I, the other two times it happened that I can think of, I remember I was able to have the consciousness of putting, slamming it into reverse and back up to try and get down to level area, um, before I tipped over. And the last time it happened, I kind of came down and I sat there for a second. I could feel the truck like right on the tipping point. And I don't know if I was just getting used to the tipping point at that point. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel too bad or what. But I just kind of that split second of not thinking of putting it in reverse because I, I was more just like oh this is the tipping point <laughs> and then it stood there for a second and then it just went ooh, clunk right over onto the side of the truck i was like oops i didn't i didn't get it over into reverse quick enough
1: <laughs> so now you need to go to the very first sound effect window and hit the green button
0: the green button. Yep,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that one. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm impressed that you have those memorized. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, so, so was, you
1: put it on its side.
0: I did. Uh, my Kermit first was taking a nap. He did. He took a rock nap in the middle of Hell's Gate. <laughs> um, and that's my first flop ever in a vehicle. Um, I've never been in a, a vehicle riding passenger. Uh, during a flop mm-hmm. or a rollover, I've never been driving a vehicle during a flop or a rollover. So that was my first one ever. And it didn't really feel too bad. I mean, I was obviously it was a very slow rollover and from looking at everything, I was like, okay, I don't have any broken windows. That's good. Uh, I figured my mirror was gone because, um, it was folded up into my a pillar essentially. Um, which my mirrors fold anyways, but I just assumed that, you know, with it, when it was out, I didn't think that it would have folded in on its own. I think that it, I thought it was smashed in. So, um, yeah, I was like, eh, I mean, this isn't too bad. My seatbelt holding me here. Um, I, I, you know, kept all my limbs inside the vehicle and I, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to hang out here. And I had the engine running for a little bit while everybody was coming down the hill. And my first thought after the mirror was okay, Pay attention to the engine um because I did not want it to hydro lock I didn't want it to seize up um and we were at a, a i wasn't it didn't feel like a really extreme angle that I was laying at um but looking at the pictures in the video uh it was over vertical <laughs> it was over vertical yeah, so I had,
1: you
0: were, I had i had i had yeah, oil coming to the top of the cylinders yeah
1: Um, Well, in the picture that you posted on Instagram too, you can see me looking, standing on a rock, (laughs) talking to you down through your driver's side window.
0: Yeah. Which I don't remember that happening either. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. Yeah. and so, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm just going to pay attention to the engine while everybody, you know, starts running down hell's gate to, to flip me over and check on me and make sure I'm okay. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah I'm just fine. Whatever. I'm hanging out, chilling here. Um, the mm-hmm. engine started going, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I need to shut it off. And people start yelling, shut it off, shut it off. Because apparently I started yeah. nominating a Pope. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. You definitely were uh, throwing up the white smoke.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, shut off the engine really quick, as quickly as I could as everyone was coming down and, um, kind of just let everybody assess the situation. And I was just fine inside the vehicle and I I wasn't going anywhere. So I was like, I just chill here and let you guys do whatever you need to do out there. Um, and Mm -hmm. It took a, a couple minutes to get people down there, maybe five, maybe 10 to, to get everyone down and figure out that we could probably, you know, just push the rig back over onto its tires um, with, you know, eight, 10 people that were there. And yeah. you guys were able to do that and uh, got me back onto four tires, but like it didn't feel like the rig would have stayed there <laughs> on the four no, tires without wasn't. people holding
1: it. Yeah, up. we're on. All- yep. <laughs>
0: So, uh, what did you guys do from there?
1: Yeah. Well, once we righted you, we asked you because you were holding your brakes. We said, well, can you start it and we'll hold you up and can you reverse? Mm-hmm. Remember? And it was like, you're like, well, I'll try, you know, and we're like, okay, just give it a flick and let's see what it does. Uh-huh. And it made a very loud bang noise.
0: It did. It was a very loud metallic <laughs> I want to say a crunching. It was like a yeah. clank noise. It was um, a clank. Yeah. And then it didn't do anything. And I was like, fuck, there goes one of my rods. <laughs> yeah. I was not and happy. So, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, at that point we were like, okay, well we can't start it. Let's try to inch you back a little bit. Let uh, letting off the brakes, mm-hmm. you know, and move you slowly back so you can get to a position where you're actually sitting up right by yourself. Mm hmm. And then we brought a rig at the top and there a Jeep pulled in below and we um, put a strap on you, um, a, a winch and a strap on the front. And then we winched, uh, had a winch to your backside mm-hmm. so that we could control um, the descent coming down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we um, went or we inched you down slowly at that point once we had everything connected. Um you were pressing continuously on the brakes to hold yourself into the into position mm-hmm. um, not putting too much strain on the winches. Mm-hmm. The top winch was just letting winch cable out while the rear uh, vehicle was sucking you sucking you in and down the mountain
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we got you down uh, like uh, to the quarter of the mark you know like quarter of the way down um well half of the distance down from where you were
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was pretty smooth from there and then, for the most part, they disconnected the winch and on both ends. And you just let your brakes loose and you rolled yourself back down the mountain. Yeah. Um, I would just like,
0: I would like to point out that my dual cases held me just fine on that, that hill with no brakes. Nice. So I don't need parking brakes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it was pretty much that, that was pretty much it. It took a little bit to, you know, get the two rigs set up, get the lines set up and, and figure out exactly how we were going to do it and do it safely so that everybody was out of the way in case I rolled back over and that I did have, you know, complete control of the vehicle between. Uh, And this is one of the other reasons why I love manual transmissions for off-roading because you would not be able to do what I did with an automatic transmission. Um, I rode the brakes and also um, feathered the clutch. Um, So I would, you know, push the clutch in to let it roll more and faster. And um, I would feather the clutch and use the combination of the brakes and the clutch to control my Mm -hmm. descent down backwards. And you can't do that with an automatic. So
1: Absolutely. Right. Uh, another no, reason why I love manuals.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked out great. Yeah. Got us back down. Uh, I tried starting the rig again and it just, you know, it, it didn't, it, the starter tried to go, but it wouldn't turn the engine over at all. And so we figured yeah. that I was definitely hydro locked at bare minimum, if not had some, uh, broken shrapnel <laughs> of rods in the pistons mm-hmm. in the cylinders. So, um, we got us, we rolled me back down, kind of pulled me off to the side of the trail so other people could go up and play, uh, now that it was unblocked and we proceeded to pull the sil- pull the spark plugs out of the cylinders so that we can crank it over and clear, all the oil in the cylinders. Um, and that worked out pretty smoothly, pretty well. We were able to pull the spark plugs without too much issue. Um, and then we had a tarp under the vehicle and a tarp on top of the engine block so that as we cranked it over, we would catch all the oil in the tarps and not let it get everywhere. Um, and that worked out pretty darn well.
1: Yeah, that worked out great. Mm hmm. Um, Um, I thought it was kind of funny because at that, during that situation, um, our group left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. they were pretty much like, as soon as we got off of the obstacle, they were like, all right, let's get going. And we were like, wait, what?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which, which is understandable, but it still was somewhat, you know, like, oh, okay. You know, like, yeah, I guess we broke down and then you know, now they're, now they're leaving.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, it totally
0: made sense once it happened, but it was like, there wasn't a, a warning or anything like, Hey, are you guys okay? Like, are you, are you guys good here by yourselves? We got to keep the trip moving. We got to keep the event rolling. Right. And there wasn't any of that. There was just like over the radio. Hey, we're gone. We're on our way out. Uh, we'll see you guys later. And I was like, well, what? (laughs) Okay. I guess, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but it was just surprising. (laughs) (laughs)
1: right Mm -hmm. and then um later uh greg came down Mm -hmm. and he was the tail gunner of the trip and he came down and uh was just sort of hanging out with us while we buttoned some things up and yeah and it was um it was not he stayed back with us and hung back with us for the rest of the trip which was really nice
0: yeah it Um, was really cool but i think i
1: was go ahead well no go after you Uh, i was going to talk about the side by side
0: Okay, I was gonna say it was really good that uh, I really enjoyed Greg hanging out the whole day. Uh, He actually so he brought a, what was it an LX 475, whatever those are. Yeah. to the the trip uh which is a big heavy vehicle really nice uh vehicle but he apparently has a second gen forerunner back at home in colorado that's you know full hydro steering full cage and uh, dual cases and all that stuff so he was a great guy to have around because he understood our mental problems of being rock crawlers instead of (laughs) trying to come out to Moab and, uh, you know, an FJ 80 or a, a land cruiser 200 series or something to play around out there. So sure. he, he understood what we were there to do and what, you know, what, what was our definition of fun and enjoyment. Um, and, uh, Andy had a lot of tools and, and mechanical knowledge of mini trucks essentially. Yeah. Um, which was really nice uh, that came in handy later on, but it was really cool to have him there. Um, I kind of like joking around about it now, but I'm kind of actually glad that I did flop in hell's gate because it allowed us to have a little personal tour guide throughout the day that, <laughs> that, that understood <laughs> kind us kind of thing. So,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think he had, didn't he have a Lexus and then he traded it and got a land cruiser. Uh, um, yes. And he didn't like the land cruiser. That's what it Uh, was. As much as he liked the Lexus. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. So he's going to be going back to the Lexus. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Good guy. Super cool throughout the day.
1: Totally. It was awesome. Uh, So while you were cleaning out the cylinders, I think we just cleaned out the cylinders, uh, uh, a group of side-by-sides came through. Mm -hmm. And... um the first one went up was going up hell's gate. And by this time it's been sunny, like the whole time, like once we stopped lunch and we drove down, it was sunny and you know, things were drying up and this, the very first side by side goes up. And I think Greg's like, these guys make it look so easy. They really (laughs) don't even have to worry about it. You know, they can just kind of go.
0: He was talking about how annoying it was because they would make it look easy. (laughs)
1: yeah and so he got up he passed the spot that you were and he was getting up to the last section where you kind of have to you go straight longer than you think you should go straight and then you turn left like a lot of the hell's gate obstacle what i've learned now after you know working with you Mm -hmm. is it doesn't really matter where your front tires are the whole thing is kind of where your back tires are yeah which is a good thing in almost all rock crawling in a way but um So the side-by-side started turning before his rear tires were in the spot where he should turn. Mm -hmm. And he went like straight over the top, like endowed and rolled and was like perpendicular, the upside down for the most part in hell's gate. Yeah.
0: He was on his top sideways in the middle of hell's gate, um, right at the top of the first ledge. So if he had gone four more feet, I think he would have rolled all the way down to the bottom. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: it was. It was. I was getting ready to jump behind Bobcat because I was in front of you at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I brought all the tools down.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, it was it was it was interesting watching him uh, go over it was really kind of scary cuz I thought he was coming all the way to the bottom and I was like fuck where are we going to go so we don't get hit by this guy as he comes rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. Um and uh the rest of the side-by-sides that were with him. I remember I was we we're working on putting the spark plugs back in the cylinders and I was just like Dude, it's starting to rain. We have maybe 10, 15 minutes before the rain hits us here. Um, I was like, Jimmy, go help that guy. Help with the recovery there. Um, you're probably more experienced than these guys are <laughs> in the side-by-sides. Yeah. Um, so go help them. All button up the engine and hopefully get situated here before rain hits. And um, it was uh, you. So, yeah, talk about that recovery and with a vehicle on its lid sideways in Hell's Gate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be brief because I know we we still have like three more days to talk about. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. So when I was I was started running up the hill, um, which was it in a way it's sort of silly because you're in a crunch zone. If the if the thing comes down, it keeps moving down, mm-hmm. but it wasn't moving. You know, and the guy starts like I can see him start to try and move and get out, and I was like yelling at him, "Stay where he is, stay buckled in, you know, mm-hmm. wait for us to get up there." Mm-hmm. Um, And so I got up there and I assessed the situation and he was actually in a really good, fairly good spot. And, um, so I waited for another guy to get up there and then we sort of held the rig and then the guy unbuckled and crawled out from his rig. And, um, he was a little shooken up. He was a little in shot. Like he wasn't ever, he wasn't hurt. He didn't seem to be, you know, hurt in any way, but he was just like, Oh shit. Like what happened? You know, like, I can't believe that I rolled, you know, and it was, you know, and I said, Hey, you know, like, your rig is fine. Your rig's in a good spot. Just go over there and sit down and relax for a second.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, so he sat down and then Greg came up and we started talking about it. And then, um, you know, uh, tail gunner, Greg. And so he pulled his, uh, land cruiser around to the top now of, uh, Hell's gate. And we used his winch and a strap to hook to the side by side. So it wouldn't go down. And then we were waiting. Then all the other guys down at the bottom were like, uh, yeah, we're not going up. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so they <laughs> <Yeah>. turned around <laughs> and they drove all the side-by-sides up the way that you go down and came around to the top. And while they were doing that, um, a Hummer, tour guide Hummer guy showed up in oh. the, like, is anybody coming up? And uh, we're like, no, we got a side-by-side upside down. And uh, he's like, oh, well, let me help you guys. And I was like, yeah, we got like four guys from the side-by-side group that are just, Coming around. He's like, no, we can do this right here. And I'm like, <laughs> We've, why don't you wait for the four or more guys yeah. that are coming? Yeah. Like, why stress about it? Yeah. You know? And so, him and like one or two other people just like righted it. And it would it look like it was a struggle. But I was like, why aren't you waiting? Like, if you wait for two, like his, by like the time they righted it, yeah. the rest of the, yeah, the rest of the people showed up. Yeah. You know? I was like, you know. But anyway, so it got on its wheels. One, they, When we righted it, it spun and it went, uh, pointing down a held gate. But since we were attached to it, um, it didn't move at all, but it actually, when it, when we righted it, it, it did its spin and pointed itself the wrong direction. So it was on its wheels, which was beneficial. So we're like, okay, we're going to pull you up backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, so we told the guy to get in the rig and strap in tight and, um, put it in, turn it on and put it in neutral. Mm -hmm. and uh everything started up and worked well and so we just started winching them up uh the hill and then um we had to readjust the rig one time at the um at the top so we had to loosen cable put until the guy to put his brakes on uh readjust the rig pull a little farther backwards and then um when the side by and then started pulling again and then once the side by side got his front or now his rear tires over the top of the ledge and his um, front tires were getting right about in the right spot. I said, all right, give it a little gas. And he popped right up and, uh, reversed him back. And I helped turn him around there at the start. And, um, and then they w- were all done, but they actually, uh, they, w- um, the group went back to where, um, your dad's rig was, which was in like the uh, parking, airport, parking lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they sort of sat there and then, have lunch you know <laughs> and they were kind of reassessing the situation <laughs> um so uh yeah so we did another recovery on that on Hell's health gate while we were there yeah and by that time you button your rig together and uh and had started it up and so what happens when you started it up
0: oh man it spewed so much smoke like it was at the point where I couldn't see the rig like I, just, yeah, yeah. I had the, I had the door open and I was starting it to see if it would start and it started right up once we had the cylinders cleared but man it blew a shit ton of smoke everywhere and um I was sitting there like um I was getting ready to go back out and kind of look over the engine and look under to see if there was any more oil to clean up or if there was any oil leaking from anywhere. Um, and then uh, you came over the radio and we're like, do you need a fire extinguisher? But I didn't hear, do you need one? I heard fire extinguisher and I thought you guys needed one up on hell's gate. So yeah. <laughs> I pulled out my <laughs> fire extinguisher and I like, I just grabbed it and I started running away from the vehicle and you were like, no, do you need a fire extinguisher? I was like, do I need one? You're like, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think so. And you're like, oh, okay. But like I had this like panic mode where I was like, fuck, they need a fire extinguisher up there. <laughs> and so I was like, God <laughs> dang it, Jimmy, don't scare me like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was just so freaking much smoke coming from underneath your rig and under the hood and out the pipe and everything. Yeah, I was like, everywhere. Man, that's that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, man, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. And then I just kinda smoked throughout the rest of the day as everything burned off, but the engine ran great. Um I'm I'm gonna you know, knock on wood and say thank you to Best Line Racing to that my engine is running as well as it is. So Mhm. Um Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so we came but, up, we came up the other side and I was like getting ready to come up the other side again. It was raining. So I was like, I know coming yeah. down this, that I was sliding 10 to 15 feet and I was like, I don't want to slide anymore. I'm really worried about my engine. Um, and so I, I was, I was nervous looking, getting ready to go up yeah. that. I remember, I think I said something to you, like, I feel like I've never been wheeling before looking at this. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> but I walked right up and never spun a tire or anything. It just went all the way up. No problem. Um, so yep. that was, that was nice that I didn't have any issues going up. So,
1: yeah, well, it was funny at this point and maybe we shouldn't say this, but, and you might want to cut this out, <laughs> but, uh, Greg, Greg guided us up that section.
0: Oh, uh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was funny yeah. because Greg was on the radio guiding us up that section and I had told my dad I was like, "Yeah, just you know, guide me and just make sure I don't I'm not going anywhere stupid." Um as I'm going up mm-hmm. that so like my dad was standing in front of Greg giving me hand signals and Greg was behind him on the radio <laughs> talking and uh-huh. guiding. So like they were oh, both they were both saying pretty much the same thing as I was coming up, but um yeah, yeah, it was just—it was a funny kind of situation where they both thought they were guiding, and I guess technically both of them were. So, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Greg came over the radio and I was like, "Do you need a hand coming up this?" I'm like, "Just tell me if I go the wrong way." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> because on that, like, yeah, at that point, that that one's fairly it's not terribly bad. It just can put you in an off-camber situation pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just really so. steep is really all. So as long as you maintain traction, mm-hmm. you're good. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, we got done with that, Absolutely. um, and started heading back down the trail and Greg was like, yeah, you know, there, everyone's gone or it's just up to us to kind of work our way out today and have a good time and enjoy the rest of the trip. And we we're like, okay, sounds good to us. So we got to, a personal tour of the the rest of Hell's Revenge. Uh, you, me, my dad, mm-hmm. and Greg. And um, as we were coming down one spot, uh, and it wasn't like anything difficult. It's like a tiny little hairpin turn slash drop. That wasn't really a drop. Is more like a ramp. Um, and my dad, yeah. my dad's rig made a very ugly noise <laughs> coming down. <laughs> that spot and, Yeah. what
1: did he say he came across the radio and said my truck is making a weird grindy clunky noise
0: yeah from underneath um it doesn't sound good and i was like oh uh and he didn't have his lockers on or anything but you guys started diagnosing and you know locking and unlocking his hubs and having him turn one direction go forwards go backwards and we, we came to the conclusion that it was on the front driver knuckle. Something was happening inside inside the mm-hmm. knuckle. Um, so we're like, all yeah. right, well, let's pull it apart and see what happens here.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Our so, first thought was, well, let's just pull the hub off and see if mm-hmm. that solves it. And we pulled the hub off, and the hub looked totally fine. And then we're like, crap.
0: Yeah, darn. <laughs> that means we got to <laughs> go deeper. <laughs> it's
1: going to be deeper.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we pulled we pulled everything apart, and what did we find, Jimmy?
1: yeah that uh your dad broke a um broke his chrome ollie birdfield
2: mm-hmm
0: Alright, ladies and germs, we had a little bit too much fun in Moab, so this episode actually goes on for like another hour and a half, (laughs) so we're going to split it into two parts for you. Make sure to go check out the reviews over on iTunes, go check out all the fun stuff over on Patreon.com. Let us know if you guys have any questions, if you have any fun uh, tidbits or comments or feedback on what's happened so far you can definitely send those over to us to uh, email or Facebook. If you are on the Patreon Facebook page, or you can get in touch with us on social media all over the place. So uh, just Google snail trail four X four and let us know your thoughts. We had a good time and the good times are still going to keep rolling. um, Leaving you on that cliffhanger of blowing up a Kermali Burfield. So part two of the Moab trip will be coming out on tomorrow tomorrow friday 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 so we'll see you guys tomorrow have a great day hopefully your thursdays are going really well hopefully the rest of your week goes really well and we'll see you back bright and early tomorrow morning for part two of the moab trip